Hey guys, we are so excited to tell you about some game-changing coffee. Strava Craft Coffee can't make any claims, but this CBD-enriched coffee has really changed lives and their reviews are incredible. This CBD-infused coffee has taken away long-term migraines, back pain, arthritis, IBS, decreased anxiety, you name it. CBD is all natural and non-psychoactive. The coffee is rich and tasty, and we couldn't recommend it more to our listeners. Check it out for yourself today and receive 20% off when you use promo code BSN2018 at checkout and get it straight to your door. Now enjoy the show, guys. This is the BSN Avalanche Podcast, powered by the BSN Denver Podcast Network. For the Colorado Avalanche, that's Matt Duchesne. Right now, news is breaking that he has been involved in a trade that has been completed, and it looks like they have pulled him off the ice here after just playing a couple of minutes to start this hockey game. The best Avalanche coverage in Denver. Fans at the puck again in the New York zone. Shot, score! Taking you beyond the ice and inside the locker room. It's Gerard didn't have a stick. The handoff in the slot broken up with a skate by Gerard. He broke up that play. Then he stopped it there. Oh, wow. What a play by Gerard. <laughs> and now, here are your hosts, A.J. Hafley and Adrian Dater. Ooh, I'm a rebel just for kicks, And welcome into the BSN Avalanche Podcast, brought to you by Strava Craft Coffee. Coming to you from Friday night, post-game Avalanche road trip, three-game trip sweep tonight. As I so easily said there, the Colorado Avalanche beat the Arizona Coyotes tonight. 5-1, to one, complete a three-game road trip sweep of some Western teams. 16 goals scored in the process. My name is Adrian Dater. I'm going to be solo casting tonight. going to wrap things up, talk about the game tonight and the trip in general. Uh, talk about what's going right right now, what happened tonight, some of the amazing things that happened tonight, uh, a little bit peek ahead into tomorrow night's game and, and next week. And uh, we'll also answer some of your podcast questions uh, that we have wanted you to leave in the comments section at on podcast posts on bsndenver.com. You've been doing that in droves, so I'm going to get to some of those questions tonight. Uh, but first, going to start off here just kind of breaking it down. I mean, uh, I uh, was an interested observer tonight, and... Uh, all I can say, man, is like, wow, JT Comfer, what a game. What a what, what a way to come back, huh? I mean, honestly, kid hasn't played in five and a half weeks. First first period of his first game back, he scores two shorthanded goals on the same penalty kill. It's been done before. It was actually done by Ryan O'Reilly a few years ago for the Avalanche. But uh, it doesn't happen too often, and uh, tonight it happened for JT Conferin probably in his first period of his first game back. What a what a shocking start that was! What a what a great start that was for the Owls, and they just 
they just poured it on the rest of the night. It was really never a close game at all tonight. It was 3 nothing uh, after the first period. The, uh, the Avalanche just kind of poured it on from there. They made it 4 nothing. Uh Tipped goal, I believe, went to Gabe Landeskog. The uh, the Avalanche also got a goal from Tyson Berry. I believe Berry's goal actually made it four nothing. Excuse me. Uh, the Avalanche just kind of cruised from there. Gave up one goal, but uh, got a got another goal toward the end and went five to one. They uh, they're twelve six and four now in the year. Twenty eight points. They are now in third place in the uh, Central Division. And uh, that puts them into, you know, a guaranteed, or would put them into a guaranteed top three spot in their uh, in their conference uh, quarterfinals. So long way to go, of course, but uh, you know they're starting to put a little distance between those seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth place teams, which is uh, you know very important too. You don't want to have to you don't want to have to go into your last game of the year to uh, having to win. Having to win in uh, regulation. Remember, the Avalanche had to win in regulation last year to advance to the playoffs. Of course, they did with a big, easy win over the St. Louis Blues. <clears throat> uh, the uh, the Avalanche are, you know, yeah, getting some little distance between those those lower-tier teams. And, and maybe more important, you know, they're, they, they've, they've, they've managed the winning record um, after that little dip of, you know, last week or two before last, you know, it was, it was up and down. There were moments where we were all sort of wondering what, what kind of team this is. Uh, but, uh, boy, they caught fire since they've, they've actually got a fully healthy roster at the moment. That's, I don't know when the last time that could be said. I think it happened once last year, but it didn't last long. The, uh, the avalanche currently have no injuries to report. So, you know, they had to scratch three guys tonight, I believe, that, uh, you know, pretty good players. I mean, Sven Andrew Nogueto got scratched tonight. Um, Sheldon Dries, I, I was surprised, kept uh, kept the spot in the lineup. Even even I would have thought, you know, Gabriel Bork, uh, uh, Bork did not play, excuse me, he was a scratch. But I, w- I might have thought, you know, even a guy like Matt Nieto could have been scratched. But, uh, you know, those guys played and played well. Uh, and uh, Comfer just kind of led the way from the secondary scoring point with the, the two great goals. I mean, the first goal was a soft goal, probably given up, but, but it was still, still, you know, good hard shot. He beat him, beat anti Ranta from, you know, 35 feet from the right circle with a shot. Might've been screened a little bit by the D man, but, uh, it was, you know, it's a goal. It was, uh, gave the odds a one, nothing lead. And then very next shift, you know, Confer steals a puck, <clears throat> outraces the competition down the right side and, and beats Ranta on a breakaway down the middle. So 2 nothing after the first 10 minutes of the game, shorthand goals by <laughs> JT Comfort. It was, it was definitely uh, definitely one of the nights to remember for for him and, and everybody who saw it. Uh, you know, the Avalanche seemed to be tightening up defensively. A and B seems to be freeing up their offense a little bit more too. First of all, the... Obviously, the, the first line, again, was just brilliant today. A-pluses all around from them in my post-game grades. Uh, Miko Rannon is becoming the story in the league right now. Everybody's, you know, you go to another city and every writer's kind of queuing up at his locker to do those uh, who is Miko Rannon kind of profiles. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, McKinnon, Landis Gaw, great tonight. Great road trip for all three. 
Uh, you know, just uh, Rantman's leading league in scoring. What more is there to say? It's it's uh, becoming, you know, one of the biggest stories in uh, of the year. I mean, certainly for the Avalanche, you know, youth. Uh, they had Nathan McKinnon win the Calder a few years ago, but I mean, you know, we haven't seen this kind of superstardom level. From either from two guys now, you know we had it from McKinnon last year. Now we're getting it from Rantanen, and uh, you know they're 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 in the top five in the scoring in the league. So it's uh, becoming quite a quite a story. It's uh, you know the Avalanche come home to face Dallas tomorrow night. Avs are not going to have a morning skate. The uh, team probably get in tonight. As I tape, they're probably still in the air from Arizona. You know, I'm not going to uh, not going to expel expend a lot of more energy uh, coming around skating around the Pepsi Center around uh, you know 10:30 11 o'clock. That's <clears throat> for people who don't know the Avalanche skate at 10:30 on home games, 11:30 on road games, assuming there's a nighttime start. So they're not going to skate tomorrow, but uh, I'm assuming that uh, Semyon Varlamov will get this nod, although we don't know that officially yet. We kind of, I was surprised when Grubauer started that second straight game uh, the other night uh, against Anaheim, I believe. So uh, I was surprised by that. And uh, but you know, he's uh, he certainly upped his game since that disaster in Vancouver. Uh, he, uh, you know, just, I don't, I, that was a horrible game, obviously, but really that's, that's been the one really bad game he's had. He, he had one other game. I think we had led four goals and yeah, the Avalanche are just getting it done right now. Um, they, you know, beat some, they've beaten some bad teams lately, but they've beaten some good teams too. Uh, you know, uh, all three teams that they played were out of the playoff picture entering that game though and that's so you know let's not get too out of control here with our emotions but uh you know they've they they pretty well dominated a lot of those three games uh the anaheim game yeah they they had to come back but i i felt like once the mckinnon made it three two in the in that second period i thought the odds are gonna win that game uh and they did the uh the i didn't think they'd destroy the LA Kings like they did the other night. Uh, boy, the Kings are awful. Didn't realize how slow they were. They really are after seeing them play. Uh, really, really, uh, really slow older team right now that's got goaltending issues. It's uh, it's going to be a long, long rest of the year for for the Kings. It looks like. But uh, then they go into Arizona and, and beat a team that's you know been better this year. They've not the embarrassment they were the last couple of years. Uh, I think they close to 500 records tonight, if not that exactly. And, uh, you know, home team, they, you would have thought they're, they're going to come out pretty hard, but, uh, but the Avzones just dominated from start to finish. So it's a, uh, it's a hell of a start to, uh, well, no, I was going to say finish to a road trip there not start, but finish to a, a month that's starting to wind down. It's been a, Started off as a bit of a rough month for the Avs, but uh, boys have gotten a lot better in the last ten days uh, or so, and uh, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. All right, that's gonna do it for the first segment here. Uh, we will talk to you on the other side. Uh, kind of break it down into a shorter segment. Maybe talk a little bit more about what's going on uh, with, with with some stuff, comfort, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. 
Uh, we'll do that after the break here. This is the BSN Avalanche podcast. The biggest benefits of CBD are our cognitive, our neuroprotection, neuroregeneration, anti-inflammatory, and then a lot of the most common situations that, that people are taking it are for pain. That is Arthur Jaffe, a former CU Buffs football player and founder of Elixinol, a Colorado-based company focused on providing the highest quality of CBD oil and hemp extracts in the world. Like Arthur mentioned earlier, CBD has significant medical benefits and isn't limited to just athletes. Everyone can take it, from adults and children to even your dog. I wished I would have learned about it or that it would have been more prominent at a younger age to potentially have, have given my father a, a significant opportunity to fight prostate cancer, which ultimately took his life when I was 13. You know, I really think that it would have helped him. Arthur and the folks over at Elixinol's mission is to educate, inspire, and empower others to live naturally healthy, happy lives. To learn more and join the CBD conversation, check out Elixinol.com. Hey guys, I was just sitting here talking to Lindsay about Total Bev's new app. It's incredible. You can shop 5,000 different wines, 2,000 beers, 3,500 spirits, anytime, anywhere. Better yet, you can have Total Beverage shop for you and pick it up inside prepaid and waiting for you. Wait a second, that is so cool. So can I still get it delivered if I use the app? Absolutely, I know you guys have heard of their delivery service. Total Beverage will deliver to your house within 90 minutes or less. We can even save you 10 bucks on a purchase of 50. Use promo code TOTALLY10 at checkout. What's also amazing, BSN fam, if you can't find an item you want, Total Bev will give you suggestions of similar items on the shelf, or you can request a special item right from your phone. It really doesn't get much better than that. Remember, use promo code TOTALLY10 at checkout to save. That's T-O-T-A-L-L-Y 10. Welcome back to the BSN Avalanche podcast, brought to you by StravaCraft Coffee. Tremendous variety of coffees that are many are cbd infused i'll tell you they've been great for me i've used it for you know i thought to just drink a great cup of coffee but it's more than that it's actually made my aches and pains diminish uh i'm saying that with no joke at all it's uh it seems to make a difference that cbd infused stuff in this case coffee beans has uh helped turn the big redheads life uh back back a little less pain painful uh in the joints in the joints and knees and all those other places in the 50 year old body so get yours today it's uh it's a tremendous product speaking of tremendous products we've seen the analyze team that just wiped up wiped uh southern california and arizona pretty clean uh the last few days five to one win over the arizona coyotes tonight for the abs as they sweep a three-game road trip impressive throughout never really challenging this one now they come home to play the dallas stars who beat the ottawa we all want to see lose because of selfish reasons the avalanche got the senators first round pick next year and uh now the senators are starting to slip a little bit so i think they're two points in front of the last place team in the east and uh that's where we want to see them because the Avalanche fans want that first-round pick next year of the Senators for sure. That could be Jack Hughes, folks. 
tremendous generational type of forward many believe will be uh, when he comes out. So the Avalanche uh, play the Stars. I, I again, I I hate to. I usually don't like to talk and preview games. I mean, it's you know, it's the same thing. It's 82 games. So uh, I'm going to transition out of more of a preview of the Stars game and just <clears throat> maybe. Uh, Touch on a few things. I want to thank people for listening to the um, Theo Fleury podcast that I did the other day. Got a good response from that. Uh, I want to thank people for some of the kind words that that uh, were said to me and uh, Theron. Certainly, uh, he was you know more than open and gracious and insightful with everything he's gone through and the things that he's trying to do now for people, uh, really inspiring and, uh, you know, kind of touched on my life a little bit too. And some of the things that I've had to deal with and overcome. And, uh, and, uh, so thank you for, for that. Uh, we'll have more guests on, I believe on Monday's podcast, I've already taped this podcast. It probably come out Monday. Uh, I spent about yeah, 50 minutes or so with John Kelly, the former Avalanche broadcaster, uh, television broadcaster, who now, of course, is the TV man of the St. Louis Blues. But uh, I talked to him for uh, about 50 minutes, talking about the Blues change in coaching just uh, last week, what the Blues have been like this year, what's going on with them from his perspective, an inside perspective. Some about his uh, St. Louis career. His father was a you know legendary broadcaster himself, so talked about that. But uh, for the good solid, yeah, you know, I'd say two thirds of the podcast, we talked old Avalanche war stories, and uh, most of them are very very fun and fun to relive. So uh, hope you enjoy that on Monday. All right. Well, uh, I want to talk to. Uh, I want to get to some some comments. I guess. Uh, I just want to keep it. Uh, keep you guys involved as much as I can on these. I, uh, I know you get a little tired of hearing me dribble on all the time sometimes. I'm trying to work on some of my speech patterns. I know I say, uh, a lot, which I'm going to do. I also say, you know, too. Uh, I'm not going to go as far as Elliot Friedman is doing when he catches himself saying like or you know on his 31 Thoughts podcast. He donates $5 to charity. Uh, the uh, not gonna go to five dollars there, folks. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe a half a pence, maybe a six pence. No, something. Maybe, maybe a penny here and there. But uh, yeah, not five bucks is a little too rich for my blood, and I'm definitely gonna say that probably too much. So uh, I'd be I'd be broke by the end of the pod. But uh, yeah, let's get some questions. Let me look over the recent podcast posts just to. Uh, I know you've had a lot of questions out there. Call up my. Trust the Avalanche page here on BSN Denver, and uh, click on uh, click on the pod. I know there was a bun. Let's see. We'll go back to the last one hosted by Jesse the other night. Solo cast of his. Shout out to Jesse. Uh, night off for the kid and uh, and his girl. Yes, uh, yes. Go ahead and make your Rick Springfield jokes there. Um. All right. Let's see. This comes from Speedy26XC. Do you think trading Tyson Berry would have a detrimental effect on the Avalanche locker room? It seems like him and Mac have a great friendship both on and off the ice, and that would hurt 
the overall atmosphere of the Avs, perhaps? Um, good question, fair question. Uh, I'm, 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 wow, cognizant of their friendship, and they are good friends. Uh, they've, they've played together for several years now, so they've, they develop a close friendship. But uh, <clears throat> would it impact negatively in the room? Uh, to the extent that players can afford to be surly over that kind of thing anymore, uh, yeah, I guess it could. But when it's such a big, big money business now uh, and, and forevermore, uh you know, I don't think players have the luxury of really of really pouting and, and talking about how missing their friends and stuff. It's it's a brutal business. If Tyson Berry got traded, I think uh, I think McKinnon and Berry would still remain great friends. Uh, but uh, you know, they'd both move on. That's just the way the culture is now. So uh, yeah, I mean, you know, first of all, I don't think it's a good. Tra- it doesn't wouldn't look like a good trade right now, even if. If they did, let's say, you know, the Barry for Nylander rumors are still out there and people want to explore that, which I don't think is going to happen at all. Um, you know, Barry's a point-of-game player as a defenseman just about. So, you know, he had another great game tonight with a goal and an assist and he just gets his points and he's, I think he's a plus 13 this year. He's having a very good defensive year. Yes, a lot of that is due to Ian Cole. But, uh, you know, the kid's putting up the numbers and, and – uh, you know, he's a great teammate of everybody. He's a well-liked guy. and So, yeah, I guess it would hurt potentially, but I don't think you know, it's ever going to be a, a situation in pro sports anymore where where guys have to have their buddies around them to, to, to uh, function well because it's just uh, just way too much money that they're getting paid to, to be able to do that. And if, if Nathan McKinnon or anybody else pouted about that, <clears throat> they'd be on uh, a one-way ticket out of town pretty quick. That's just uh, it's just not really tolerated still, yeah, especially in hockey still. So, so let's hope that doesn't happen. I I don't want to see. I don't want to write about a guy getting traded. It's never very fun, especially when they probably don't want to be traded. So anyway, <clears throat> all right. Let me let me. Check over some of the other questions. This is a long one. It's going to be hard. Let's see. Okay, this comes from ABBA89. Hi, guys, he says. Great coverage. Living in Denmark, I don't see many games due to the time difference. So reading your player grades is so interesting in regard to how the team is developing. Thanks for that. Thank you for that, ABBA. If an ass D-man got suspended for... The next five games, who would be the hardest one to lose right now if that had happened or would happen? Eh, speculative question here. I mean, <clears throat> who do you name right now? They're all playing really well. I mean, um, Big Z even has been picking up his game the last couple games. Uh, he, I thought he was good tonight. You know, good, good puck possession numbers, solid everything. So... Yeah, I scored that really pretty goal the other night against LA too, so that was nice to see. Uh, who would you hate to lose the most for five games though right now? I mean, I still, um, you know, I'd, I'd still tend to sh- go with by default probably Eric Johnson as just far as his workload and some of the unseen things he does out there. Uh, but uh, you know, I could certainly make a case for for Sam Gerrard, his partner. I could make a case for. Tyson Barry and Cole, 
I mean, both of those guys have been really, really good. Big Z's been there. Nemeth has been there. So, but, uh, yeah, tough choice. Probably still go with Eric, but uh, either way, I'm, uh, I'm losing a real <laughs> real solid player and for a few guys here, which you couldn't say for many, many years. <clears throat> All right, uh, another... Let's go to the let's go to the Theo Fleury podcast of questions. <coughs> we had a big big readership for that one, so uh, again, thanks. The computer's running a little slow tonight, if you couldn't tell. Uh, geez, sorry about this little delay here, folks. But uh, well, this was asked before the Comfort return. Where should Comfort play when he returns to the lineup? Well, I guess where he did. Um. <laughs> uh, Started started the game with Kamenev, I believe, on the fourth line, and uh, um, got more ice time than than Kamenev though, and played a little up further up top from power play time. Fourteen minutes or overall, I think, for conference. So, um, pretty much anywhere on those, you know, bottom three lines, he could fit in anywhere. So, uh, pretty much, you know, I think the right wing is seems like his his best area. Although I still like him as a center too, and when need be. Uh, and uh you know he's a good face-off guy i think or can be so uh just like to have him in that role too but i think you know coming down the right wing it seems to be his real bread and butter <clears throat> so uh okay question for your next pod this comes from uh well h mac the if Ottawa had given the abs a fourth or pick would the abs have taken kachuk if they had had that pick would they have taken someone else at 16 or it would still have been count well, that's probably an AJ Hayfley question. Uh, the, I mean, would they have taken Kachuk at number four? I bet they might have. I mean, he's certainly a kind of player that would uh, would fit what the Avs, I think, still want and need is a more, you know, big guys with some skill who can play a potentially top six role. I mean, I think there's still a vacancy on that second line right wing. I know Colin Wilson is still there and doing a. Uh, a competent job so far this year, uh, but uh, as far as thinking you're, 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 you need a little more, maybe that's still an area I think that we all might agree that uh, you, you think about. So uh, Kachuk might have certainly been a nice kid to have. Uh, his, both those kids are <laughs> going to tear it up. I mean, holy smokes, uh, Matthew Kachuk raised quite a ruckus the other night in, uh, in Edmonton. With the with uh, a home game against Edmonton, he really mixed it up. <laughs> he's a he's quite the uh, agitator. He can get off. The, I think he even got the Edmonton media mad at him. There was some kind of incident after game, I guess, between a couple, either a couple writers from Edmonton or the one of the Edmonton writers uh, said something apparently to the Calgary coach after the game, and the, one of the Calgary writers told him to to grow up or something. So I love that stuff. It reminds me of a certain uh, time period in my career. Maybe a little Detroit Red Wing press box hatred there. Yes, that happened, folks. It's in uh, it's in a certain book called Blood Feud if you want to read more about it. But, uh, yeah, hey. Uh, anyway, back to the question. I mean, I don't know. I uh, I guess we didn't have that opportunity to, 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 to know for sure because – Ottawa did make it, I think, fairly clear to most people that they were going to keep the pick this year, give Colorado the first rounder next year. Uh, <clears throat> they got a good player in Kachuk, and uh, 
Um, it's 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 speculation here, and I imagine the Avs could have taken him, might have taken him, but I guess we'll never quite know for sure, will we? Uh, all right, thank you for the uh, thank you for the questions on that one. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and take a break, I think, then, and get to a couple more questions. Let me catch my breath here a little bit. A little water needed. Uh, come back on the other side of the break. Finish up with some questions. And uh, maybe just freelance a little bit. Uh, thoughts on, on the team further and wrap it up on a Friday night edition of the BSN Avalanche podcast. We'll see you around the corner. Green Mountain Dental Group is a family-owned business that has been a staple in Lakewood for over 40 years. Whether it's cosmetic, oral surgery, or preventative dentistry, at Green Mountain Dental Group, you will find nothing but the best. We have chosen Green Mountain Dental and will continue to attend Green Mountain Dental because of the superior care that we receive from them. Their facility is amazing and above all, it's the personal touch that we receive from the people there, including Dr. Ben Jr. and Ann and Mary and Sherry and Marie. They've known me as well as my husband, my children, and now my grandchildren, and are just incredible with all of us. That was Annette. She's been a patient at Green Mountain Dental Group since 1976 and truly loves their service. Never did I think in 1976 how blessed we would be to recognize the people at Green Mountain Dental and are so thankful that they have been a part of our lives. For all new patients, Green Mountain Dental Group offers free teeth whitening trays when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam. Just mention BSN Denver. Hey everybody, this is the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by In We Go, Denver's best subscription that allows you to go to as many events as you can, including Avalanche games for only $39 per month. There's no additional costs or fees. You heard that right. You can get tickets to Avalanche home games with your In We Go subscription for only $39 a month. And it's not just Avs games. It's Rockies, Rapids, Nuggets, Buffs, Concerts, Beer Tastings, food fests, comedy shows, concerts, and anything else that you can imagine. If it's going on in Denver, there's a good chance that InWeGo can get you in. Here's where it gets good. We partnered with InWeGo to give BSN listeners a great deal. Go to InWeGo.com slash BSN or download the app for free and use promo code BSN50 when you subscribe to get 50% off your first month. That's right, all events in Denver for under 20 bucks during your first month. Try it and fall in love with it just like we all did at BSN Denver. Go to InWeGo.com slash BSN or download the app for free and use promo code BSN50. Now, enjoy the show. And welcome into the BSN Avalanche podcast brought to you by Strava Craft Coffee. We're going to get to our third segment here on the podcast, Friday Night Edition. Adrian Dater here solo. AJ Hayfley on his way back from uh, road trip. Uh, Jesse Montano taking a good Friday night off. Be with the be with the lady, the holidays, family, etc., etc. Me, I'm just a I'm just an old man looking for a nut, right? So uh, yeah, something like that. I got time here to do a podcast on a Friday night, so let's uh, let's get to segment three. I'm gonna touch on uh, on the game a little bit more here. Just wrap it up. JT Confer, hopefully, uh, hopefully he's okay after playing a full game. Hopefully those concussion symptoms are gone. Uh, let's get some updates on 
a couple other things, I guess. Don't know still about Connor Timmons and how bad things are. He skated last week, and he very well could be skating the last couple of days for all I know, but it's kind of hush-hush, whatever he is, and I don't know for sure. All uh, all I know is that uh, you know the kid hasn't played hockey since since March, but I uh, you know we, we believe he's still in town, and seems like uh, there's still quite a bit of hope that he's gonna be back. But uh, boy, it's been a rough been a rough I'm sure you know eight months in his life. Uh, hopefully that that thing goes away. The uh, let's see the Avs. I thought um, that I think Kerfoot and Joe look better. I mean, I, I really there's there's moments of frustration with the, with both of them. I think at times still for me, but uh, I really like the way Tyson Joe has kind of just put his work bo- boots back on since the uh, you know the injuries and kind of a dem- you know demotion for a while to the fourth line. I think he's. He's put his boots back on and he's worked hard and he's he's gotten some results for it and uh, I think it's it's great. He's uh, he's I'm not worried as as much about him as I was. Uh, and he works so darn hard away from the puck that I think he's always an asset to a team when when somebody wants to you know work that hard and succeed that hard. So uh, Kerfoot, you know the kid, uh, so talented he's going to get 50 to 60 points again it looks like and you know sometimes you wonder how how it happened you don't notice him that much but he, he he's there and he, he always makes some kind of good play it seems like once every period no matter what something you know so uh, he didn't get a point tonight but you know he's he's been solid and doing stuff again and uh you know back on pace and and uh, you know, it just goes to show he's he's got the goods. You know, he's got the goods. He's he's got the skill to hang at this level. You know, he's we all kind of thought he'd fall off a cliff last year, and yeah, there were some ups and downs a little bit toward the end. But he he had a solid year, man. And uh, he's he's kept right on right on doing it here. So boy, they got that second line, two thirds at least playing well. Colin Wilson chipping in here and there, and then you got Confer uh, doing what he can do. It's a it's a lot better situation than it was a couple weeks ago. That's for sure with this team offensively. So, uh, okay. Well, I'm gonna <clears throat> look at a couple questions here again. Uh, talk a little bit about Big Z. Here's a question about Big Z. This is a long one, so I'm just gonna go ahead and read it. This comes from No More Rots uh, on a podcast question. Hey guys, I don't think Z is about to be traded, and I sure as hell don't want him to be traded. He's a little bit of maturity away from being an upper echelon D in my mind. Having said that, Darren Drager on insider trading and Elliot Friedman in 31 thoughts are not equivalent to some guy on Twitter with 2K followers, obviously making stuff up. Most of it talk about the Leafs, especially when Friedman wrote that that thing in 31 thoughts and Drager said he did on insider trading a day apart and Friedman's blurb was written before Z was benched in the Boston game. Uh, okay, so he's, uh, no more rats is getting to the fact that, yes, the has been in some trade rumors, I guess, uh, out there by a couple people. Um, you know, Elliot Frieden, you know, is always, for my money, you know, ace reporter. So is Drager. So if they say that they've heard something, it, it, it may be, it may be that they heard another GM, <laughs> 
uh, say something that he heard an offer maybe, or that there's, there's word from Colorado that he may be available. Uh, uh, I, I have not heard that he's being shopped. Uh, I've looked into his things with his agent and, uh, and the people I've talked to just don't seem to have anything like for sure about, I mean, those sources, it seems like, I don't know where it's coming from, but it seems like it got whispered out there somewhere and it's just kind of whispers beget whispers and hockey trade rumors. That's, that's the law of the land with that. So I just don't know where, if it comes from a solid foundation or not. Uh, I know Joe Sackick doesn't go around saying anything about trades. So if there's a, a leaker out there from the other side, then, then they something, somebody said something to Drager or Friedman, then, uh, I'm certainly not here to, to, uh, to dump on them. Uh, I don't get the sense that anything's happening and, and then hockey trades can be here tonight and gone tomorrow so many times. And, and you know, a couple of good games from Z probably as, uh, as doused any potential fire for, for alarm here. So, so I don't think so. I think he's going to be around. I think these, you know, the question will be, what are the abs, you know, do with him in the long term? Are they going to want to offer him a long-term deal or, are they gonna go into next year kind of like, because you know, he he's not he's not eligible for UFA yet. Uh, I believe he will have arbitration rights though, so it could be that uh, Big Z, if he's not agreeable to an offer, he you know, I wouldn't be shocked if he could you know, possibly sit up. But that's a long time for now. Let's hope that doesn't happen. Anyway, uh, Blur Friedman Friedman and Drager, if they're saying it, then yeah, who knows? But I don't think. It's going to happen. Uh, so anyway, the call, the questioner goes on more about uh, Varley and or, uh, Big Z's stats, and that's that's good. He's he, he hasn't he didn't look aggressive enough to me uh, in in the right ways before. Uh, he has to play with purpose. He has to know what he's. He really has to know what his role is. I think he has to decide in his head how he wants to play too. Whether it's going to be a pure stay at home guy or he wants to be kind of a a roving guy a little bit too. Uh, sometimes I don't always think he knows, but I think he, when generally he gets in his mind that he's just going to be aggressive and do things that big, only guy 6'6", 235 can do. I think he's, I think he's a pretty good player when he decides that. When he tries to be a little too much one way or the other, I think it gets away from him still. <clears throat> okay. Uh, let's see. So a couple trade words. Let's see. I'm going to ask a question here from Jay Fritz. At the quarter mark of this season, which teams do you predict finish behind Ottawa in the standings? Well, probably the Los Angeles Kings. That's your number one threat to the perhaps lottery pick that the Avalanche could win. The number one pick, that is. The LA Kings, for sure, are looking bad. they got goaltending issues, old age. Uh, wow. It's, it's going to be bad there. Uh, I still think that, uh, you know, um, you know, in the West, it's hard to say. I mean, other than the LA, I still think that for some reason, I keep thinking Anaheim's going to fall apart, but they always seem to hang around. Uh, they, they, they always find a way to be 500 and, and, and be there and win some games and have a shot at the playoffs. So maybe not there. There could be just fine, I guess, uh, you know, relatively speaking, uh, 
it's uh it's it's just it's hard to find a really bad team. I mean, St. Louis is uh eight, ten, and three. But, you know, they've been they've been pretty well, they haven't been great lately, but they've had some moments this year. Uh they're but they're still, I guess, a threat to Ottawa on that pick. That would be ironic, of course. But uh uh, Arizona Coyotes didn't look good tonight, that's for sure. But they're still nine, ten, and two. Not too horrible. Chicago Blackhawks could be a potential threat. They've they've been losing lately, but you know, I think they're two, six, and two in the last ten. Uh, so, and I also think Vancouver's probably going to do a slow fade. So there's a few teams that were Ottawa's got threats to. <laughs> Be better. Uh, Ottawa's got th- th- easy threat to be better than these teams. Um, it's it's uh, Ottawa's pulling in the lead again though, as far as one of the worst teams. So it's uh, yeah, the, the, the things are getting a little more optimistic on that front for for Avalanche Schadenfreude fans who uh, want to see Aval- Ottawa lose. Uh, it, it's happening more often again. <clears throat> Uh, okay, and uh, let's see. Here's uh, interesting. Kays is LN93. Any inside knowledge of why all the players sprinted to the dressing room after the win? That was the one against uh, Anaheim. Uh, do you think guys know if they had a win and we got the LA kind of plan? Uh, I don't know. Sorry about Didn't make sense there. Uh, why did he have a sprint out there? No, I don't, you know, they just. Usually teams get off the ice pretty quick after an overtime goal. I don't think they sprinted. I think it was there were some lingerers too, but yeah, teams tend to just get right out of there. <clears throat> uh, I don't think it was because of any flight or anything. <laughs> so, you, let's see, J Nut twenty three. Hi J Nut. Uh, you might have talked about this on the podcast. Sorry at work, can't listen. But if not, do you think Coach Q replaces Yao in St. Louis? Uh, Might have been asked before, Craig Baruby. <clears throat> was named interim. From what I hear, though, the, the, the I think St. Louis is going to hire a, a different guy than Barubi. Um, I think it's going to be extensive. But uh, Coach Q, I mean, it's interesting. I don't know. I I don't know if if St. Louis really may not believe that he's even the right guy for that team. I'm not sure. I, I think Coach Q was better served going to a team that can win now still. Rather than a young rebuilding team or trying to rebuild or a ways away, I think Coach Q is a. <clears throat> I keep thinking, you know, I think Mike Sullivan one hell of a coach, but you know, if Pittsburgh keeps going south like they are, I, strange things can happen in Pittsburgh. I mean, they fired Michelle Terry in one year with replacing with Dan Bilesma, and then they go on and win the cup. Uh, Bilesma gets traded or fired a few years, you know, later. Uh, replaced by Mike Sullivan. What happens? They win the cup. Uh, seems like the recipe's there for <laughs> the way Pittsburgh does it. If if they keep losing, Mike Sullivan certainly has no 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 uh, guarantees of anything. Yeah, I I have a I have this sort of vision that Quenville would possibly in a Pittsburgh somehow. Uh, you know, he seemed like he'd be a good guy to help turn turn a team around quickly that has the talent to do that, you know, and make a run or a real quick run. And that's what Pittsburgh's always specialized in. And, and uh, the opportunity could be there. So 
Who knows? But uh, I I don't think St. Louis would be the right fit for Q. Uh, just just for a lot of reasons. Okay, uh, last last one here for uh, questions of the night from Jacobatic. Jacobatic. Hello, Jake, uh, on the, the podcast here. Questions he asked: Do you think? Do you guys think superstars like Connor McDavid, etc., will stop practicing during the regular season to stay fresh for the playoffs? For example, like LeBron James does. Uh, boy, doubt it. Not hockey. I mean, a lot of guys do take practices off though. Now, though, it's it's as the season goes along, you're gonna see Nathan McKinnon and McK- uh, Rantanen, Landeskog, Johnson. You're gonna see them less and less out there. That's 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 the case now, really. I mean, most most guys, when it's an optional practice, take take the option. Uh, it's it's usually ten guys usually at the most on an optional practice. The rest of the the guys who get regular ice time tend to tend to sit it out. So I think it's already happening. But uh, <clears throat> as far as a guy not practicing at all. And I'm not so up on LeBron James. I haven't been up on the NBA since Larry Bird retired. So uh, I don't know for sure what he's doing with practice. But if he's, if you think Connor McDavid is going to take every day off or something and only play in during game, no, that's that's not going to happen in hockey. <coughs> that's that's not uh, you know even Wayne Gretzky couldn't get away with that. So uh, no, you'll see more guys take the option, but uh, but no, they're going to be out there practicing. That's. Uh, that's that's just I think you know hockey. I mean LeBron James is in his thirties. Obviously he needs needs more rest. But uh, anyway, no. Uh, but good question. All right, let's finish up here at the. Uh, I want to thank folks for listening. We've got we've had a fun a few days uh, at the company. We uh, had a Black Friday sale here the last couple of days. It's really been successful for everybody who's a new new subscriber. Thanks for all who have been. Purchasing stuff, subscriptions or T-shirts or whatnot, or both. Last few days on a Black Friday stuff. It goes through Sunday, so get your get your subscription in now while you can. Not only do you get a reduced rate on the yearly subscription of, of almost ten full dollars from twenty thirty four ninety nine to twenty five dollars, but we're throwing in a thirty dollar digital gift card that. Once you get the activation code via email, you just pop that pop that link, pop that code right back into the bsndenverlocker.com site, the one with all our merchandise. And you can pick yourself out $30 worth of merchandise on that. So that's that's going to equate to uh, one full free t-shirt and then some. Uh, <clears throat> so... Take advantage of that now while you can, folks. It's it's here and it's been hot and people are buying it and you don't want to miss out either. Uh, we uh, we we give you not only a full avalanche coverage, much more than anybody else in town, but uh, we we do it for the other teams as well and uh, do podcasts Monday through Friday on the team and uh, we're just obsessed by all things avalanche. So get uh, get your get your subscription in go to bsndenver.com click on the subscribe button you'll see an ad for the black friday sale click on that get your discount get your free t-shirt christmas coming tell them dater sent you all right folks i think that's going to wrap it up on a friday night uh, we'll see you guys again on monday uh, aj hayfley will be 
<clears throat> taking the reins tomorrow night at the Pepsi Center, covering the game. I uh, may or may not be there. People ask sometimes, what, 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 why aren't you at the game? Well, sometimes there's a game I'll, I'll not go to, but I'll still be watching. Uh, there is a thing called family and, and, and things like that, too, that I like to enjoy sometimes in life, too. But I, uh, AJ, uh, sometimes we'll take we'll, we'll take a night off at a home game and see it from a different different angle. I think that's that's good for me and it's good for <laughs> good for maybe the Laredo Sioux sometimes. Okay, folks, thanks for listening. This is the BSN Avalanche podcast. Thanks so much. This is Adrian Dater signing off. See you Monday.